Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right, let's move on uh, to Jamal Williams. You know, with Swift on his way back, uh, I I just got an alert that he is practicing. So what I want to take advantage of is Williams' elevated but unsustainable value, right? He's had three multi-touchdown games this year, and I think that is enough to provide you with a trade piece for a season-long asset, right? He's not like – he's not – we always talk about – we always talk about like the main course and the side dish mm-hmm. that kind of makes a deal better for somebody jamal williams is the side dish he's not the main piece okay but i, I think he makes a pretty good side dish because yeah the allure of ja- jamal williams is that oh i could start him any week as an rb2 mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's an rb2 you know i think he's like a, a high-end rb3 maybe he's an, a, a huge upside flex play right yeah uh, but I, I don't think his floor is very low his floor, he's touchdown dependent. It just so happens that he has six touchdowns on the year in five games, but it, he's not going to be doing that all the time. And you're lucky that he was able to do it in such a condensed window where like, you have an opportunity to sell him or at least use him in a trade to sell and to buy uh, a, a legit you know, season-long asset. And that's what I would do. Uh, we right. also learned before the buy that he's not an every-down back you know, yeah, when Craig Swift Reynolds. misses. <laughs> Yeah. Greg Reynolds is playing like the DeAndre Swift light role on this offense. And Jamal Williams' real value only comes through on those goal line attempts. And that's yeah. really about it. Um, so because of that, like I'm trying to use Jamal Williams in a trade now before he has a stretch run of like three or four games without a touchdown. Yeah. And I think what you have working for you, the reason you can still sell Jamal Williams, you know, this close to DeAndre Swift's return is that he did have, I think it was two of those multi-touchdown games with DeAndre Swift in the lineup, you know? So you can sell it like, oh, even though, you know, DeAndre Swift was playing, he still got two touchdowns. He could still serve as a nice flex for every week, even every two in a pinch. You know, that's what I'm kind of looking at to sell Jamal Williams. Um, You and I understand that he's not, you know, uh, an RB2. It's not, he's not someone you really want to start outside of your flex unless DeAndre Swift is missing time. Um, and we know that he's also not an every down handcuff because Craig Reynolds is there. And it's weird because the other thing that's working against him is there's three 
running backs that they use. You know, even when DeAndre Swift was playing, like Craig Reynolds got some touches. So it's like it's not ever going to be one running back over another in this backfield. But I think that he's done enough, like you said, in a short span of time that you can sell him and get a decent return. I'm buying Swift. I'm selling Jamal. Another guy that we're selling, Dal Henderson. I'm selling yep. him right now. You know, he he's the de facto workhorse for the Rams right now, but it just doesn't feel permanent to me. You know, Kyron no. Williams is going to be back soon. You know, the Rams might add a running back to the mix, which I think they will. You know, and this also isn't the same, like, Rams offense that we're used to, right? Yeah. Last year, Dal Henderson was very – was a great, you know, running back and uh, running uh, RB one for almost the entire year until Acres came back because this offense was really good, right? Yeah. But now it, it's not the case. Uh, he only had, I think it was, yeah, fourteen touches right there on the screen. Fourteen touches week six without Acres. Um, <laughs> that's not going to get it done for me, right? And, and you would have assumed that he would have gotten a big workload, but he he seventy one percent of snaps. He had there was other running backs getting touches. Right, Malcolm Brown, some other dude that I never heard of, getting touches. So it's not looking great for Dell Henderson in terms of like, is this going to be his backfield for the rest of the year? It could be, it could be, but I don't expect efficiency. Uh, he hasn't looked like amazing this year right. with his touches. Um, they don't use the running backs too much in the past game right now. Well, at least they're not using him. If they get Christian McCaffrey, they will, obviously. Or yeah. some elite running back who is very good in the passing game, they will use them. But, you know, these guys, they're just not using them at all. So, mm. you know, I think a lot of people might think they're buying Dale Henderson low. And that's, you know, and I think that's a mistake. Uh, yeah. I'll be selling him instead. Yeah, I would sell him too. And like you said, he had he, he was walking into what we thought was going to be really nice workload, and he only got the 14 touches like you talked about. I, I, I just – I'm not a fan of that. You know, that's not encouraging to me. And I have a different, you know, pick for the Rams to trade for. I have Kareem Hunt going to the Rams. I think that would be perfect. We know that the Rams like to move for guys, and he's in their price range. They don't have the first-round picks to throw around for a Christian yeah. McCaffrey, but a Kareem Hunt, I could totally see that happening. I think that would be perfect, you know, um, a perfect fit personally um so I, i'm not holding on to daryl henderson or hopes that he's going to be able to produce at a consistent level the rest of the season like you said even with kyron williams come back comes back say they don't trade for anybody you know i think they're still going to be interested in making this a bit more of a committee um daryl henderson isn't someone that stands out as you know one above the rest and he hasn't been that his whole career in uh los angeles so i i think that you can get by with daryl henderson um these next few weeks but i, I don't think that he's going to be Holding on, you could sell him high right now because even though he did only get 14 touches, he scored that touchdown. That's really the only reason I think you can sell it because outside of that, it was it was a mediocre day. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, I have two penny buys, two penny stocks that I'm willing to buy. Number one, Drake London. I think you can yeah. get him super cheap right now. He is looking like the best wide receiver, you know, outside of Chris Olave right now. Like he's looking like the best rookie wide receiver. He might, you know, listen. He might end up being the best rookie wide receiver. If he was on a more pass-heavy offense, I feel like he probably would have put some serious numbers on the board by now. Um, yeah. And I think you can buy him. You know, things can change. Atlanta might get into a game script where they got to throw the ball a ton, right? That can happen. Their defense isn't great. So mm -hmm. I look to look, look for that to happen. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, wait, how did Drake London get 10 targets in this game? It can happen. Yeah. They've been playing in a lot of close games this year. So... 
things can change very quickly. So Drake London is somebody that if you're looking to, you know, get a, a low end wide receiver right now who can end up being a every week wide receiver too for you, which he was just a few weeks ago because he was scoring, he was being efficient. You know, obviously right. that wasn't sustainable based on his workload, but I can see you buying him cheap right now and then him turning into an every week start for you moving forward. Um, Garrett Wilson is another one. Rookie who has the talent. You know, he's the one being favored right now over Elijah Moore. He hasn't produced over the last couple of weeks. Same thing. You're buying talent here and things can change, you know, very quickly, you know, for yeah. someone like that. Um, negative game scripts. The Jets defense is playing well right now, but negative game scripts can happen. Um, so uh, Garrett Wilson is somebody that you can keep at the end of your bench um, and buy him like super cheap. Maybe he could be the throw in that you get from buying a stud. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, hey, well, hey, why aren't you throwing Garrett Wilson with that? type of mm-hmm. thing you know what i mean i don't think people are that attached to him i think they'd be willing no, to do that i don't think so i think people yeah. are thinking about dropping them so that's part True. of the reason you know mm-hmm. um and that's pretty much all i had man did you have anything else um just one and this one might be a bit out there um you know he's been riding the struggle bus recently which i would just do a heat check with the owners of lamar jackson right now you know he's had three not so good games um, 13, 14, 15 fantasy points after starting the season 20, 41, 39. People might be attached. They might, you know, want that upside still. But there might also be teams that are looking for not 13, 14, 15 points. Um, I, I would just do a heat check. I'm not anticipating anything much, but I think it's worth a, a look because he's it's three weeks now that he's been, you know, underperforming by his own standard. Um, and he's been turning the ball over a little bit more. The, the Ravens don't don't look as good as they were to begin the season. I would just see w- what the price is right now. You know, if we I'm have one, if we have one more bad week, then we could be in a serious buy situation. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, one thing that was correlated to that is not having Rashad Bateman, right? Yeah. Not having his number one wide receiver. Hopefully, whoever you're buying from doesn't realize that. Yeah. But that's that that's hope for him to start doing his thing again because you know without Rashad Bateman it, it, things become very difficult for Lamar Jackson like yeah you know his one target you know Mark Andrews is going to get draped and Mark Andrews still have been still has been able to get it done right for the most part um right so his offense is impressive either way and they're going they're going to be fine um let's answer a couple of trade questions before we sign off here okay yeah um Here's a question from Zach Epstein. What's up, Zach? Swift trading away Swift and Kamara, and you get back Mixon, Subtle, Sutton. I'm sorry. I combined Sutton and Waddle. And Waddle. <laughs> <laughs> so trading away Swift and Kamara, and you get him back Mixon, Sutton, and Waddle. Yes. What say you? I say yes. I would say yes, as long as you have another good running back, you right. know, to back up. You know, mixing. That is because it seems to me like you're trading away your two main running backs, and you might be trading them a little low here. Um, I I like Sutton. I think he'll bounce back. It's a really bad offense. Waddle is going to be a wide receiver one this year, so Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. Mixon's going to be an RB one, so I'm cool with that as well. Um, oh Zach in the comments is saying I have Saquon as well. So there you go. Yeah, you got Saquon and Mixon, and you got Sutton and Waddle. Go ahead, do Do it. it. Yeah, do it. Yes, sir. And and that, again, you know, the value matches, I think, nicely. You know, roster construction would be the only thing, but he just said he had Saquon, so we're chilling. Would you trade Dalvin Cook straight up for McCaffrey? Yes. Yeah. Done and done. <laughs> um, Let's see. Philip is asking, should I trade 
Cooper Cup and Montgomery for Joe Mixon and AJ Brown. And this is a 10-man PPR dynasty league. Mm. Would you trade Cooper Cup and Montgomery for Mixon and AJ Brown? I think because it's dynasty, I would say yes. I, I think I would. I mean, it, it really depends on, you know, even it, it, even with a win now team, you can win with Mixon and AJ Brown. Um, yeah. I like I like moving Montgomery here. You know, Cup is an older wide receiver. How long is he going to continue to do this? This could be the last year that he ends up doing this. Maybe next year, and that's it. I'd, right? I'd give him the way he's producing. I'd give him at least next year the benefit of the doubt that he's going to yeah, continue. I would to say so. Well. Yeah. I would say so. But AJ Brown's going to keep getting it done for you. He's still young. Uh, Mixon has a couple years. I would say another maybe two years left in him. I'm okay with this deal. I'm okay yeah. with this deal. But it, it depends on what the rest of your lo- roster is looking like. Honestly. I think Mixon is a clear upgrade over Montgomery. And then for AJ sure. Brown is a long-term replacement for Cooper Cup. By the way, the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus, said that he, they're going to ride the hot hand at running back. Yeah. So if you have David Montgomery, watch out. Are, are you sweating yet? <laughs> I'll be sweating if I have Montgomery. Yeah. But if I had, listen, that, that Bears running back, like Montgomery has looked, looked good too. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not, I don't think he'll completely lose his job. Yeah. Well, there's a chance that, you know, maybe some t- the touches do end up splitting up a little bit in that backfield. Would you trade a Mixon for Waddle straight up? He already has Saquon and Brees as his RB1 and RB2. Kenneth Walker as his RB3. And he has Ramondre. And his top two wide receivers are Hop and Jacoby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Easily. Yeah. With that type of deal. RB room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Brock. I would definitely trade Mixon and Waddle based on what you got there. Let's go with French- Francesco here. Would you do Walker? Would you trade away Walker and Lamb for Cup, Zeke, and Rondale? I don't think I would. No, I don't think I would either. Just because for the for this season, you know, Kenneth Walker and CeeDee Lamb should be huge. You know, they're we're heading into we're getting close to the second half of the season. Um, CeeDee Lamb's getting Dak back. Kenneth Walker, you know, he's going to continue to do his thing. Cooper Cup is nice, but Zeke and Rondale have very minimal value in this trade. I think. I agree. I agree. KXBOY is asking, would you trade Josh Jacobs straight up for Joe Mixon? I would not, but I would do the opposite. All right. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would do this either way. <laughs> you know, I, I, would trade, I would trade Joe Mixon for Josh Jacobs because Josh Jacobs' role right now is bananas. His yeah. role, he's running, around, he's running routes like he's never run before. He's involved that- in the pass game like he's never involved before. That's what makes um, it not as clear of a trade for me because you said that it, he's never had this role before. It's just like, why are yeah. they using him like this now? Maybe I, I, I because they're just milking out his rookie contract. But it's I, possible. I it's also the the coaching too. Like this new coach is here. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. been with the same coaching staff for a couple of years before this year, and you know now they're now they're now they're doing the thing. Would you trade right. Chris Olave for Travis Etienne right now? Caleb's asking. No, no, I wouldn't. I, I like Chris Olave a lot. Me too. Would you trade Juju for Rondell Moore straight up? Who would you rather have? I think this question came up earlier. Who would you rather have the rest of the season, Rondell Moore or Juju? I'm going to go with Juju. And I don't want to get too much flack for this, but Rondell Moore, he did get the targets, but his average depth of target is very low. Um, I think Juju is capable of bigger plays and bigger games. Yeah, 100%. The ceiling is much higher for Juju on a weekly basis. All right, let's go with – I'm going to go with two more here. Um – Let's see. 
Would you trade Travis Etienne? Spencer was asking, would you trade Travis Etienne and T. Higgins for A.J. Brown? Yep. That one, I'd be pretty solid. Uh, I'd be pretty happy doing that. I, I think Higgins has been a little bit banged up. ETN has a relative role. Like we just talked about AJ Brown being a buy. You might be paying a little bit higher for him, but I don't have a problem because AJ Brown's ceiling is very high. That's me. I don't think I would do this deal. I, I don't think I would. I, I think you'll be selling Higgins a little low here. ETN has a, a lot of potential, right? Uh, I think his now. You know, if you if you if you're looking to win now, I can see doing this deal, right? If you're like two mm-hmm. and four. And you need to win. I would rather have play AJ Brown than either of these guys. Like ETN, like doesn't even have to be in new lineup, right? You know what I'm saying? He's more of a hold and play later. You can play him as a flex right now. You can play him as a low end RB two right now. Yeah. Um, but T Higgins, I think you know I'm buying Higgins. Like I think that his value is a little lower than usual, and I think that at the end of the year we might be looking at Higgins and AJ Brown being very close in fantasy points per game. It is possible. That's true. So, so I, I think I would rather hold on to these two guys if you can't afford it, right? It kind of depends. All right, let's do one more and then let's get out of here. Would you trade De- DeAndre Hopkins for Josh Jacobs right now? Yeah, me too. Absolutely, I would, I would do that as well. All right, mm-hmm. that'll do it. Appreciate you guys. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, please subscribe to the podcast, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, whether you're on Spotify. That would mean the world to us. That helps us out a ton. If you could just subscribe to the podcast, it's free. Do it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the quarterback and running back ranking show. See you later. Bye-bye.